This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. WABC Talk Radio 77. Indeed, it is James Golden with you if you'd like to be part of today's program. Simply pick up your phone. 800-848-WABC is the number to call. 800-848-9222. And, of course, the news just keeps on coming. The big news story of the day is what's happening in Washington, D.C. with the confirmation hearings of Ketanji Brown-Jackson to the Supreme Court. And, uh, of course, they, the media has been fawning all over this woman like you wouldn't believe. I mean, yes, you would. You would believe it because she's a, been nominated by a Democrat. And so it's endless fawning. It's endless, oh, how great and wonderful she is. Oh, she's so lovely. She's so wonderful. She's so precious. She saw everything nice and sugar and spice. And, of course, that is not the treatment that Republican nominees get. Here's an example. In roll call today, the headline is a quote, and the quote came from Spartacus. Uh, that would be Cory Booker. The, the, the uh, quote came from Spartacus. We have never had this moment before. We have never had this moment before. We have never had this moment before. Kajani Brown Jackson Supreme Court confirmation hearing. We've never had this moment before ever. Miss Jackson, 51 said her parents moved from Florida to Washington, D.C. to leave behind segregation and experience new freedoms under the civil rights laws passed in the 1960s. Then African name that means lovely one. She worked on coloring books as her father studied law books to get a degree. My parents taught me that unlike the many barriers that they had to face growing up, my path was clear. So that if I worked hard and I believed in myself in America, I can do anything or be anything I wanted to be. The judge said during this hearing, I hope you'll see how much I love our country and the Constitution and the rights that make us free. New Jersey Democratic Senator Cory Booker, the first black man to ever serve on the committee, emoted over the moment. 
as did civil rights leaders and black female lawmakers watching in the room. This is not a normal day for America. We have never had this moment before, emoted Spartacus. Yeah, we have had this moment before, Spartacus. Miss Jackson Brown, Miss Brown Jackson, is a human being. She's a woman. We've had women, we've had human beings nominated to the Supreme Court ever since President started nominating people to the Supreme Court. Now, if 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 the biggest thing to you is that it's skin color and she's a different pigmentation than anyone else on the bench, with the exception of Clarence Thomas, of course, then that's just your shallow thinking. I'm 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 past it, folks. I'm past it. This is history business. Sorry. To me, I look at this in really objective terms. I think one liberal is replacing another liberal on the court. Or if you'd like, one uber liberal will replace another uber liberal on the Supreme Court. And for now, it is relatively unimportant. If, on the other hand, the balance on the court changes. This could be a very meaningful nomination. Fox News. Katanji Brown Jackson's confirmation. Media praises Biden nominee after deriding Amy Coney Barrett in 2020. Nicole Wallace, for instance, this so-called journalist, called Jackson an overwhelmingly qualified pick after suggesting Barrett was a real right-wing lunatic. Okay. Breaking news flash. The left wing hates our guts. Roll call again. It's Jackson SCOTUS hearing, but GOP can't stop talking about Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, Barrett. Republicans still soar about tone of past hearings that scored conservatives 6-3 minority. Okay, because we have a 6-3 minority, we're supposed to shut up, you see. We're supposed to just be grateful. We're supposed to dial, bow down before these liberals and just forget about the fact that they smeared and verbally assaulted every Republican nominee that's come up before them, that they play, they don't play hardball, they play nasty, sore slime ball. And we're supposed to forget all about that. In fact, I saw an article yesterday, I didn't bother to print it, Dick Durbin, Dick Durbin, who some people affectionately call Dick Turbin because of his support of... Never mind. Anyway, um, Dick Durbin was actually, before these hearings began, reaching out to Republicans to say, look, let's have a nice hearing. Let's be nice. Let's play nice. Let's not, you know, let's not have a disruptive hearing. Please, this is too important. We don't need, we don't need any acrimony. Let's, let's go back to normalcy. It's good for the country. You see, it's always good for the country not to attack Democrats. 
but Republicans are having their life strewn before them when they're being smeared with lies. When the Democrat Party wretches out of the sewer and vomits up some creature full of lies to lie against whatever whoever the Republican nominee is, then, oh, oh, this is just normal, the way business. Oh, the allegations are serious. We have to take this seriously. Why, this woman says that when he was a ju- when he was 14 years old, he was up in a bedroom somewhere, and she was up in a bedroom somewhere, and something miserable happened. And did you know he liked beer when he was a kid? Can you? He wants to sit on the Supreme Court, and he liked beer. And you know what else? This one pulled the pubic hair out of his, you know, his ding-a-ling down there, and he put the pubic hair on a Coke can and brought it to work and put the Coke can with the pubic hair next to her, and she knew instantly that was his pubic hair, and that's the reason he can't sit on the Supreme Court. Or, or, and it continues on and on with whatever smear, whatever ugly, distasteful, lying smear that the Democrats can wring out of these slimeball witnesses that they bring up before the court with these trumped-up lies. And everybody knows it's lies, and it's a game, and they just want to smear Republican nominees. And we're supposed to forget all that and be nice because we've never had a day like this before ever. Oh, look, Katanji. You know her name, her name means lovely. You do know that, right? It means lovely one. She's sugar, she's spice, she's everything. And that would be brown sugar, by the way. She's sugar, she's spice, she's everything nice. And no, you're not supposed to ask her about her track record. That's the other thing. So they can bring up whatever sickening slime they dredge out of the sewer and put on a witness stand to go against Republicans every time there's a hearing. But, oh, no, you let Republicans ask her about her track record. And then you get editorials like this one in the Los Angeles Times today, the sickening Republican smear campaign against Ketanji Brown Jackson. Well, I saw the headline, I'm like, well, damn, the Republicans must have finally figured out how to fight. I want to read what kind of I want to read what kind of slime ball witness they have coming up. I want to read what kind of smears they found on Katanji. Does she have pubic hairs? Did she pull one of her pubic hairs out and put it up on a can of ginger ale and send it to somebody? Well, so I looked in the article, just waiting to see when I was going to read about the pubic hair. Okay, and you know what? I didn't find it. Here's what I found. I found nothing but praise. In a world of law, credentials don't get better than hers. She's a graduate of Harvard. (gasps) Oh, no, she's a graduate of Harvard. She's almost God, for heaven's sakes. Harvard ain't what it used to be, folks. She clerked for judges. So did most of the judges sitting on the court. And most of them went to some Ivy League school. What do you mean we can't get credentials better than hers? Almost every nominee to the Supreme Court has credentials like this. Lacking any grounds for opposition, Republicans are resorting to slime. Well, hallelujah. Here we are. Republicans have finally figured out how to play the Democrat slime game. Let's see what they do. Some are criticizing her because she worked as a public defender, including representing a Guantanamo detainee. But in our constitutional system, every criminal defendant is entitled to an attorney. You see what happened here? Republicans are asking her about her record, and the Los Angeles Times 
These people are supposed to be the smartest people in this newspaper that sit on the editorial page. These people say asking her her record is slimy. When you ask a black woman about her her career, her track record, her merit, that's an attack. That's slime, according to these people at the Los Angeles Times. And then they argue the Democrat position for the Democrats. Why? Because they are the Democrats. And they have always been the Democrats. So if that's not low enough, asking her about her track record as a lawyer, even though she's nominated for the highest judicial court in the nation, we're not supposed to ask her about her track record, you see. But then Missouri Senator Josh Hawley stooped even lower. He criticized an article she wrote as a law student and has said when she was a federal judge, there were seven child pornography cases where she gave sentence less than the Department of Justice recommended. But, as the White House has pointed out, in five of those cases, Judge Jackson imposed the sentences that were the same as or greater than what the United States Probation Office recommended. So what? Josh Hawley is not lying. He didn't say something that was untrue. He stated a fact about her record. And that, according to these wizards of smart at the Los Angeles Times, proves proves somehow that Republicans are slimy because they dare ask a black woman about her track record on the Supreme Court. And you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to just give her a pass because she's, after all, a black liberal woman, and you're not supposed to demand an answer from black liberal women. These people are so racist. They have racism pouring out of every pore of their bodies. This is not equality that they're asking for. This is putting black women on some kind of pedestal that nobody else is on simply because she was born with a different pigmentation of skin. She deserves to be questioned. Treat her equally. Like, not even equally. Because if we treated her equally, we'd dredge up some liar from under the rocks from out of the stuffed-up toilet to come to Washington, D.C., sit in the witness stand and lie about her. We're not doing that. Republicans are simply asking about this woman's track record, and these freaking liberals can't stand it. And you know what? Uh, They can kiss my... We got to go to a break. James Golden, a.k.a. Boston Early. Be right back. W-A-B-C Talk Radio 77, New York. Yeah, this is James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly. Losing my mind. You know that's the Stones. Brown sugar, baby. All right, now listen. I... I, I am going to try to approach this a little bit more calmly. Oh, you're wondering where Mark Stein is. Mark Stein is in the Ukraine. And try as we might, we cannot get a signal with him today. 
However, I have been assured that Mark will be with us next week. So please be patient with us. We know how much you love Mark Stein, and I do too, and we all do. And, of course, we're praying that Mark is safe in his journey over to Ukraine. I can't wait to hear him when he comes back, and he tells us all of the wonderful things that he discovered over there, and uh, he'll be back with us next week. So you've got me, okay? And if you like, I can try to talk in an accent, but it just doesn't sound good. Okay, so anyway, here's another article from The Hill. GOP uh, prepares to play hardball with Ketanji Brown-Jackson. And once again, here we go. Republicans are set to launch a high-stakes public grilling on Tuesday. They're not doing a high-tech lynch mob like the Democrats do. They're not bringing out some woman that worked or some man that worked with Katanji to accuse her of or something immoral. No, all they're doing is asking her these hardball tactics. They're asking her about a record, and they're saying, listen, these are not personal attacks. We're asking questions about her record. And yet and still, you have these liberals whining and moaning because they want this nominee to be above answering questions from Republicans in the first place. Already on Twitter or one of these social media sites, there was a big eruption about Republicans being racist because they asked her something or another. I don't even remember what it was. It was so stupid. I couldn't even wrap my arms around it. Because that's always the only go-to that they ever had. Everybody's racist but them, and they are the biggest racist in this country. That's all they think about is somebody's skin color, not what their merit is. They don't think about true equality. They think about these people are just like the worst, the worst kind of pandering. They just pander to black people endlessly. We're not going to treat you equally. We're going to treat you like you're inferior. Like you can't stand up to you can't stand up to having somebody ask you about your job performance. Oh no, you're too precious. You're too lovely. We can't have anyone asking questions about what you did. We can't have, ask questions about your merit. The only thing we have to do is fawn. Oh, look at your pretty black skin. Oh, we've always wanted one like you. Can we have some accessories? Can we can we have a little black kid to adopt? Because, you know, we're not racist. We don't see skin color. Do you have a black kid? Can I have one? These people are the biggest racists in this country. That's all they do is put race in front of everything. This woman is nominated for the highest court in the land. She will be making decisions that could affect the direction of this country. And you know what I like about this woman? I like about this woman that she said openly, I love my country, I love the Constitution, and I love freedom. Well, you know what? That's music to my ears. Now, if her decisions don't agree with my point of view about loving the country, I have every right to say so. But I love the fact that Katanji said it. Okay, and I love the fact that when she was asked some questions about these cases, she had an answer. And her answer was logical. 
Do I think the answer was a great answer based on everything that we know? But no, I don't think that. I think if it were a Republican, they would have grilled even harder on some of these answers, especially with these child pornography cases. But the lady made a, a point, and she went through, she said, look, I'm paraphrasing. She said, look, these people will never be able to use computers again the same way everybody else does. They're going to be under probation for decades and decades, and they got a sentence that required jail time, and I'm limited by what Congress does. Now, in some of these cases, by the way, she could have sentenced them to longer terms, but she had an answer, which is all that we should expect. She's going to get confirmed anyway. This is all political theater anyway. So she has to answer a few hard questions about things that she did on the court. whoop dee do. No, but you see, Republicans, how dare them? And these Republicans, they're trying to turn this into Kavanaugh. They're trying to turn it into Gorsuch. They're trying to turn this into Barrett. Well, you forgot Alito. Because you made his wife cry while he was undergoing your so-called grilling. And you forgot Clarence Thomas, the man that has had to suffer more abuse from you racist liberals than anyone else on the Supreme Court history. But you know what? He's there for the rest of his life. And I hope it is a long, long, long and healthy life. You people, I'm telling you, you Democrats, you liberals, you progressives, keep it up. Because the rest of the country keeps watching this. The rest of the country now is kind of getting hip to you. They see what you're doing to indoctrinate their kids with this critical race theory business. They, they're they watching what you're doing with the swimmer. Oh, boy, there's some big news on that one today. Well, not big. The story just keeps dragging on and on and on. And they're watching what you're doing in all these blue cities. For example, New York. From AmericanWireNews.com. After allegedly punching a child in the forehead in an unprovoked attack, vicious repeat offender Christopher Elder was set free to do it again on the streets of New York City. On the morning of March 11th, an unhinged Elder, 31 years old, began screaming at Maria Zamora, 48, as she took out the garbage. He then turned to Zamora's granddaughter, three-year-old Sophia, who was riding in a wagon. He grabbed the wagon, shook it, kicked it into the street. The little girl suffered a cut on her head, required five stitches. Okay, what happens? What happens? We don't know what's going to happen, but we do know. In December, the same guy attacked three people, including a nine-year-old girl walking down with her mother down on Casino Boulevard. And he gets he gets released back on the streets to prey on another little girl, and he does it. And what happens? How long is it going to take them to get this guy out of jail on this one? If he's not out already. On the streets of Manhattan. The woman wanted for shoving the beloved 87-year-old voice coach to her death. Lauren Pazinza, 26, 
turned herself in with her attorney. Now charge her. Oh, we got to take a break. Hey, guys, control room. I want that Kamala Harris quote from yesterday because we have a story about it. And I, it's a quick story, but I just want to hear that, that sound bite one more time. And we've got your telephone calls coming up. One more story before we go. BizPackReview.com. Crime in New York City sees staggering increase over last year, despite Mayor Adams' vow to crack down. And you know how you know how you know how much the crime has risen across the United States. Get this: the FBI is not is not releasing the crime data for this quarter or for the last quarter. They say not as many states have has, have participated and sent them the data. You know what this means? It means that crime is so bad, so off the hook that Democrats in these blue cities and the corrupt DOJ don't want to let America's American citizens know exactly how bad it is out there. That's what that means. James Golden, a.k.a. Boston Early, coming back. Your phone call's coming up, too, so don't go away. We're coming back in a minute. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Oh, knows politics. And so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. Everyone falls in love sometimes. Sometimes it's wrong. And sometimes it's right. WABC Talk Radio 77. You know that voice. Gone too soon. Well, you know, there's a story today in Newsweek, Newt Gingrich. Well, before we hear what Newt Gingrich has to say, let's hear Kamala. The governor and I, and we were all um, doing a tour of the library here and um, talking about the significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day in the life of our children. That's your vice president. <laughs> um, yeah. Former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich said Vice President Kamala Harris is the dumbest person to ever hold that office and suggested she should never leave her residence. Gingrich, a Republican who served as Speaker from 1995 to 1999, told Fox News on Monday that Harris's performance was a strong reason to pray for the health of President Joe Biden. The comments come after Harris delivered a speech in St. Landry Parish, Louisiana, on Monday, where she repeated the phrase, let's hear Kamala say it one more time. The governor and I, and we were all um, doing a tour of the library here and um, talking about the significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. 
So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day in the life of our children. Ukraine is, is, is a country. Russia is a bigger country. And Russia attacked Ukraine, a smaller country. And that was wrong. <sighs> Vice President of the United States of America, Lord, look down. Stormy Daniels says she'd rather go to jail than pay Trump's legal fees. Uh, finally, we got a ruling on this. The adult film star. How about this? The porn star. The porn star is required to pay Trump almost $300,000 in attorney's fees after a federal appeals court rejected her bid to overturn a lower court's decision. Trump celebrated his win, released a statement on Monday saying, all I have to do is wait for all the money she owes me. Daniels tweeted in response, I will go to jail before I pay a penny. Now, you remember her uh, her lawyer, this guy, that guy that CNN paraded around like he was the second coming, Avenatti, was found guilty of defrauding Stormy Daniels. Wasn't that for $300,000, I think he was supposedly? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he swindled $300,000 from her. She owes Trump three hundred. Hey, maybe the court will just say, you know what, let us get through through this woman's fingers, and we don't want to know what else has slipped through those fingers, But uh, and just have him send the money to Trump. In Yorami, Florida, well, it's not Miami, it's Yorami. In Yorami, Florida, uh, the officials there have declared a state of emergency. Spring breakers, your children, some of you who flew down to Florida to celebrate spring break while they're wreaking havoc on the place. And now they have to go to their hotel rooms and be in by 12 o'clock, midnight to 6 a.m. curfew. Yeah, we'll see how that plays out. And by the way, these great little college kids, over 100 guns have been seized in the past four weeks. And... Five people were shot over the weekend, despite a huge police presence in Urami. There's more news out of the out of the rodent kingdom. That would be Disney. The guy there is the CEO still groveling to his employees. He's telling them all how bad he was, spank me, spank me, for not opposing the Florida bill that stop teachers from indoctrinating kids in kindergarten through third grade. That's my term for it. He says he regretted not taking a public stance against it. They're gonna, he's going to use this moment, he and his team, as a, a catalyst for change. He's now going to oppose Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Good luck with that. And he's going to create a task force in charge 
making sure that more LGBT awareness content is available for your children to watch. They just can't wait to renew that Disney subscription. Let's start with the telephones. Let us go to John in the Bronx. John, welcome WABC Talk Radio 77. You're on with James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly. Good afternoon, James. I'm going to try to be as concise as possible. I believe that our president, Joe Biden, has set back the nomination for a Supreme Court justice about 170 years. Not since Thurgood Marshall back in the 60s was a judge picked by their race and their color. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Look, I don't know whether he said it back 170 years. Democrats do what Democrats do. They're about identity politics. And they're, again, this party, these progressives, these liberals are the biggest racist in America that there are. And they see everything through the prism of race or gender or whatever other identity they can come up with that they think is victimized. We're going to have other liberal Supreme Court nominees in the future. And they won't be set back. They'll still get in, depending on the makeup of Congress at the time and who they are and who the president is. And hopefully we'll have more conservative nominees. And this idea of packing the courts is is not over. By the way, uh, Ms. Jackson, nominee, refused to answer questions about the court packing schemes that the Democrats are floating. But I don't agree necessarily that it's going to set everything back. But it just is what it is. Phil in Brooklyn, WABC Talk Radio 77. Welcome, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley. What's up? Hey, how you doing? You know, there was one thing uh, that I'd like to mention about uh, Senator Sheldon Whitehouse during the Kavanaugh hearings. If you remember, he said, oh, you were dealing with uh, the alumnus there, Regina. We know who Regina is, don't we, guys? Like as if to say, imply that she was a whore. This, they, are the, they are the most disgusting people in the, in, in the world. You know, whether you're a communist, a national, uh, Nazi, fascist, progressive, globalist, open borders, climate change, take your pick. It's the same old trick. They're trying to destroy America using the page out of the Communist Manifesto, using the blacks to divide and conquer this country. Everything they have done is same thing with Obamacare. They want the government to run it. It's disgusting. Security is another nail in our American coffin. And this now the LBG, whatever you want to call it. They throw it out, and they control the narrative, by the way, when you think about it, because all we do is fight it. What we got to do is educate the people about what, what these people are, the Democrats have been. The, uh, the Dixiecrats down in the South, they hung Italians in 1891. Nobody talks about it. Why not? There's a lot in history that no one talks about, especially when it concerns the Democrats, because the Democrats own the education institutions in this country. They're not going to talk about their own history. The Democrats own the bureaucracies of this country. They're not going to talk about their own history. But you're right. These people have done 
major damage to this country over the centuries. You look at New York. New York has pretty much been a one-party state since the 1800s. Now, I know we have Republican mayors, but they're still stuck with an overwhelmingly liberal Democrat bureaucracy that undermines everything that they do. Yeah, these people are some of the biggest racists and bigots in America, and they will continue to be. And we do have to play on defense on some of this stuff because we've been timid for years and years, and Democrats have seen that this stuff works to damage the reputations of good people like Clarence Thomas, like Justice Kavanaugh, like Justice Gorsuch, like Justice Barrett. They continue over and over again to try to disparage people, good people. That's who they are. And we, oh, well, we're going to have a nice orderly hearing. No, we're not going to go slime. We're just going to talk about her track record. And when you talk about her track record, they still act like you're, like you're them, like you're doing the same things they do. But no, we never do. We never slime people like these slimy, evil Democrats do on the Judiciary Committee. Those are the ones I'm talking about. WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden, a.k.a. Boston Early. More of your calls coming up right after this. Ah, yes, the spinners with Dionne Warwick. This is a Tom Bell song. I think Tom Bell and Linda Creed. Could it be I'm falling in love? Sound of Philadelphia, Mighty Three Music, and they produce some great music. Not only Tom Bell, Kenny Gamble, Leon Huff, right down the block from us in Philadelphia. A third of trans youth, my friends, are at risk now in the country. A whole third of the trans youth are at risk of losing their gender-affirming care. That is according to a new study. And the first sentence in this ought to tell you more. The recent wave of Republican-led bans attempting to block transgender minors from accessing gender-affirming medical care may be fertile political ground for conservatives in an election year, but a new study shows that bans are putting tens of thousands of vulnerable young people in jeopardy. Oh, no, the Republicans are killing the children again. They starve them by not giving them their school lunch, and that didn't work. The children refused to be starved. So they turned transgender, and now the Republicans are trying to kill the children once again, once again, by removing their gender-affirming medicines. That's what the liberals are saying. A report from the Williams Institute at UCLA School of Law estimates that more than 54,000 transitioning gender, transgender youth aged 13 through 17 
are at risk of losing access to gender-affirming medical care, even in cases where doctors, therapists, and parents concur with the need for those treatments. And in at least three states, Alabama, North Carolina, and Oklahoma, lawmakers are pushing legislation that would impact about 4,000 18 to 20-year-olds. The figures are staggering, considering that only about 150,000 American youth identify as transgender. Only? Only 150,000? Wow. In each of these states, the bills would either criminalize health care providers who provide gender-affirming care. Notice this, gender-affirming. This is gender-bending medications that were never designed for this purpose. They have not been FDA-approved. And they were never meant to this. These puberty blockers were meant for extreme cases when young children began displaying signs of puberty while they were still in, in childhood. It was never, these drugs were never intended for this purpose. So you see, Republicans... They're the evil ones. They're trying to make sure that and when you and when these kids have these medicines, by the way, these gender affirming medicines, what they don't report in many of these news stories is that they leave these kids sterile for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Let us go to BJ and Queens, WABC Talk Radio seventy seven. Remember John Katz comes up next, Katz at night here on WABC. Keep your radio right here. BJ, what's on your mind? Happy days, Brother Bo. Uh, His Highness Mayor Eric Adams should come out of his apartment in Fort Lee in his wonderful, <laughs> wonderful, beautiful wardrobe with his wonderful, great police force. And he should fix the crime rate before he does anything else. He is the 21st century Daffy Duck. Mine, mine, all mine. He's the most unaccessible unaccountable foppy fool we have ever had as mayor. He puts them all to shame, including Dinkins, Beam, Lindsay. There's full of George Lazenby's in there that uh, didn't even matter. And I'm just, I, I, when are Democrats going to wake up, Bo? I don't know when Democrats are going to wake up. Now, you talked about something that I noticed the other day. He was talking about his police. They better not mess with my police. Then he went on the road to Chicago, and he said that he's going to all across America to talk to my mayors. I'm going to talk to my mayors. This guy, I mean, everything is his. My mayors, my police. Yeah, well, you know what else is his? This high crime rate. And you have got a great point. That's what I think. Andrew and Stanhope, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly. What's on your mind? Hello, Andrew. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's go to John in Staten Island. And John. Hey, Bo. Bo. Hey, Bo. Yes. Hey, Bo. It's Andrew. Okay, Andrew. You got to make your point quickly. Times are running out. You're right. By treating the judge differently because she's a black female, that actually is racist. They should treat her the same. And with the uh, child pornography cases, she gave less than what the prosecutor uh, suggest uh, than the defense, not just the prosecutor. So that seemed crazy. And she said, well, I'm a mother, so I take it serious, so they should have followed up. And also she said Bush and you know Cheney were war criminals, and I don't remember. That statement with the war criminals is under dispute. 
by the way, just so you know. Um, I'm reading um, different things about that, that that's not something she said that was quoted out of something else. I don't know what the truth of it is, but since you brought it up, I'll try to dig and find out if I can. You with the question, and I'll hang up. I love Clarence Thomas, but I remember during the hearings when he was using the term high-tech lynching, I was kind of shocked and appalled because lynching means murder, and he he wasn't being murdered. He was being They were murdering his reputation, and that's exactly why he said high-tech. They were attempting to murder his reputation so that anything that he had, if he were nominated from the court, would become invalid. There would always be an asterisk next to his name. That here's a guy that should have never been on the court because he didn't have the moral turpitude to sit on the court. And what he did was call the Democrats out for exactly what they do and what they've been doing. They did it to George Bork. We call it Borking. What they did to him, the attack on his character by Ted Kennedy. In Judge Borg's America, women will have to go with hangers in the back alley. They did it to Clarence Thomas. They've done it to Gorsuch. They've done it to Court. They've done it to every single Republican nominee. And sometimes they didn't even wait till they were nominated for the Supreme Court. Look at what they did to poor Miguel Estrada. And after they finished working him over, he pretty much ducked out of public life. You don't hear his name much anymore. These people with a vengeance to try to destroy people's lives. They try to destroy their reputation. It is a high-tech lynching. Because what they are trying to do is kill their reputation in, in, in American discourse. They are trying to rob them of everything that they've worked for with their entire life's work with smears and with lies. And we Republicans should never forget it. And every time one of their nominees comes up, we should not do what they do, stoop in the gutter, lie, smear about people. That is evil. That is immoral, and we should never stoop to that. But one thing for sure, we need to question and question these Democrat nominees hard about their record. And if, we, and if Democrats don't like it, tell them to kiss where the sun doesn't shine, okay? Because that's what we need to do. And this woman should be questioned and questioned thoroughly before she's granted access to the highest court in America. Cats at Night comes up next. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly, with you here. We are New Jersey. We are Connecticut. We are Pennsylvania. We are New York City, the greatest city in the world, in America, the greatest nation humanity has ever witnessed. May God protect. May God bless each and every one of you and your families and look with special favor on those suffering in Ukraine and elsewhere in this world, in this wretched world. I'll be back tomorrow. See you then. Bye.